Amen. We ready? We ready this morning? All right. Ready for the quote? Here's the quote this morning. To us, waiting is wasting. To God, waiting is working. Some of you get that on the way home. To us, waiting is wasting. To God, waiting is working. Amen. Nothing to do with the message. I just thought it was a really cool quote. Before we start anything right now, I just need to know who of you that are here right now were not here last week. Raise your hand. Oh, amen. Amen. Good. 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 I'm going to talk to you for the first hour. You guys are just, just lean into me. The rest of you hang in there for a minute, all right? Because if you weren't here last week, you missed out on an, uh, a crazy experiment that we started this year. It's an exercise of the family here we're participating in, and that means all year long we're going to be working on this project, and, and if, you, if you're not with us, you're going to be left out, and you're going to feel like you don't belong, and you're going to feel like the nerdy kid that couldn't hang with the cool kids. You, you, you know, some of you in high school, Dito, some of you still, no, no, I'm, I'm kidding. You're going to feel like that unathletic kid that they didn't get picked for the team, you know what I'm saying? The short kid that got picked last. Anybody, No? The point is, I don't want you to miss out. I don't want you. So those of you that weren't here last week, you especially, you got to pay attention. Amen? But promise me. All right. Ushers, don't let nobody out. Just make sure they hear this. Amen? I don't want you to feel disconnected because all year long we're going to see this experiment through and we're going to see, I I believe God is going to do some incredible things. I I don't want anybody in here to feel disconnected. My title, my, my, my title today for this message is one word, disconnect. Because sometimes you have to disconnect from some things in order to connect to others. Amen? Hold on to that. We're going to get into that. Last week we spoke about the power of words. Let me give you a two-minute recap because it's important for you to get the whole picture. John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing that has been made was ever made. So that means that Jesus was the Word. The Word was with God in the beginning, right? So that means in Genesis, God used words to create everything. And and we shared this last week. He created man. He said, let there be light. He spoke it. He said, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said, let there be earth, and there was earth. And God said, let the waters separate, and the waters separate. And then God said, let there be man. Let us create man in our image. And He created man. So so the Word was with God in the beginning. The Word created everything by the Word. Amen? You follow? Okay. So then he, he created man, and then he created all the animals, and then he made all the animals, the birds and the, and the animals of the land, come to Adam, and he gave Adam the authority to name everything. So he gave Adam authority, and he told Adam, whatever you say that something is, that's what it will be. You follow? Okay, so he gave him the authority to call things what they would be. So we learned last week that our words have power. And after some teaching in that area, we decided that instead of New Year's resolutions, this year we would ask God to choose 
one word. Everybody say one word. One word that God would use, that God would give us, each of us individually, personally, that God would give us that would shape our year, the entire year. Not a resolution that we finish by, you know, January 10th, but the, a, God, a word that God would use. And so last week we prayed, and even those that felt like God never speaks to them, they got a word from God. Amen? And they came up to this altar last week, and they wrote their names on a rock. And, and that rock right now is being, you're going to see it in the lobby. We, we made an incredible display. Reuben, he's on the way right now actually with them because he had to work this morning. But we, we have this incredible display that we're going to post. All of your rocks, they were set in cement. And, and so we're set in one stone together. And so they're going to be displayed in the lobby for the entire year because I want you, every time you come in here and every time you go out, I want you to see your rock with your word. Amen? Because the word is that important. And, and so that's the result of that, that exercise. And that exercise, we're going to carry it around all year long. We had some really powerful words that's going to be on display there. Many, most of us chose a word last week. And now it's time to live that word out. Okay? And so my word, I told you last week, my word is healthy. And so that means I'm making decisions every day to be healthy in different areas of my life this year. Some of you got the word stand. I saw some people wrote the word God was saying move. To some of you God was saying be still. And, and, and each one is so, so beautiful because it was so personal. Amen? Does anybody like really just get... get Right? Like how to, how to move on them last week because of the word that they chose. Has anybody seen that word kind of come to life during the week? Come on. Now listen, does that mean we get it right every single day? No. My wife took me to the country diner for a Saturday breakfast. And my word is healthy. And I chose what they called the, the barn man breakfast. It had the whole barn. It was like 16 pieces of bacon. It was like 11 eggs. It cost like $36. It was amazing. Was that a healthy choice for me? No. 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 Did I regret it halfway through? A little bit. A little bit. So do we get it right? No. <coughs> the beautiful thing, though, is that we can still be shaped by it because not unlike a resolution, it's not broken. It's still my word. So it just means I'm going to use it to make better decisions for the rest of the day and make better decisions. That's the, the beauty of this one word. It can't be broken. It, we just continue to use it and be shaped by it even when we're so far from it. We continue to speak it over our lives. We speak it into our lifestyles. You use the authority that God has given us to name things and call things that aren't as if they were. Come on. Like Gretchen would say, come on. And you speak that word over your life. So I speak health over my life in every area. I speak, I'm feeling healthy. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling emotionally, spiritually, mentally healthy. And that's the word, and that's what I'm pressing in, right? So we need to use that authority and move on. And I'm taking the time this morning because, you know, we didn't do that exercise so because we, we needed a new display in the lobby. We did it. And I believe we had such an incredible response last week because I believe that one word from God can change your entire life. 
One word from God can change the course of your life forever. So if you're new here today, I want you to be connected. Amen? If you're, if you're just visiting today, I want you to understand that you too can be connected. If you've been with us since the beginning and you're still a stranger, it's time to get connected. Amen? It's time for us to be connected. The, the display that you're going to see in the back, it's just a picture that we're going to leave there all year long so that we can be reminded. And, and I encourage you to put the word up in your house, put it up on your computer, put it on your cubicle, put it in your notebook, get a tattoo with the... Um, no, I didn't say that. People are going to go, Pastor told me I could get a tattoo with my name. That's on you. That's between you and... But I'm saying keep it before you, Amen. Keep it before you. Even more importantly, keep it in your prayer life. Keep that word in your prayer life. Some of you say, but I'm new to all this stuff. I'm new to God. I I don't even have a prayer life. Guess what? Now you do. I don't know how to pray. Guess what? Now you do. Let me teach you how to pray real quick. God, instead of only praying when you're broke, you got a flat tire, you're in trouble, or you need something, because all of a sudden we know how to pray when that happens. Right? How can we know how to pray? i seen the biggest heathens. Oh, Jesus. Listen, really? Who's Jesus? You know how to pray when you need something. Let me teach you how to pray just on the regular. Here's your prayer life. You say, God, help me today to make, insert your word here, decisions today. Help me to make healthy decisions today. Help me use your word in that prayer. Help me today to make words that will help me be more loving, be more faithful, be more trusting, be more available, be more present. Use your word in that prayer. Speak it over your life. Amen? I See, I I want you to see that the way God is going to use that word to shape your lives this entire year. Those of you that did it last week, you got your word. Hopefully, how many of you got your word? Let me see. Look around. Look around. This is exciting. Hopefully, by now, how many of you still remember your word? Okay, that's important. It's not a one-week thing. Like, I forgot. What did I write on the rock? (laughs) Hopefully, by now, you've looked up your word. Anybody looked up their word? Good. Some of you got some students up in here. Some of you wouldn't know a dictionary if it hit you in the face. Look up your word. There's an internet. Look up your word. See, and, and when, you, when you look up your word, you find a good definition. You know, sometimes Webster's will give you three or four different definitions. I found one that I loved for me. It was the definition of healthy, <coughs> conducive to or promoting good health. So everything that I do, the decisions that I make, I have to ask myself, is this decision conducive to or promoting good health? In my spirit, in my health, in my body, in my emotions. Amen? So, so hopefully by now you get a definition. If not, you, you have a, an assignment to do this week. Hopefully by now, how many of you looked in the Bible and did a search? Amen. And you find out how many times your word appears in those scriptures. Amen? Depending on what version you use, my word appears either 7 or 48 times. <laughs> it's just, you know, different NIV message, depending on what... What version might, in some seven times, in some 48 times. And, and I find, what you want to do is find some scriptures that would mean something that God is using to speak to you. I grabbed two that I love. Matthew 7, it says, a healthy tree bears good fruit. And it says, you'll know the tree by the fruit. I love that. Bad fruit can come from a good tree. 
Good fruit can't come from a bad... You, you understand what I'm saying? If there's maggots and worms in your fruit, then there's a not, your, your tree's not healthy. You need to work on the tree. Amen? You understand? And then the second verse that I got that I love because it just it hit me so much as a pastor, James 3.8, it says, You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoys its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other. That's, that's incredible. Wouldn't that be incredible that God would give me, the pastor, the word that you look up and says, you can build a healthy community of robust believers in Christ if you do the good, the hard work of getting along with each other and treating people with dignity and honor. Thank God that, I mean, that's an awesome word. I'm going to leave it at that. So I, I, I want to tell you, I've had such an awesome time going around. And some of you know, I've asked you, like, what's your word? And some of you think I'm putting you on the spot. I'm not. I just, I'm, I'm interested. I want to hear your word. And I've heard some incredible stories. As a matter of fact, singles ministry starting out. Singles, listen up. Singles, lean in, lean in. I have the greatest pickup line ever. This is the best pickup line here at TSF ever. So you find, you find the cutie, right? You know, you're opposite, you know, you find, and you say, so, what's your word for this year? <laughs> Bam! That's not perfect? Come on, if you don't do this, you're going to feel like a dummy. That's perfect. You know why it's so perfect? Because if the guy or girl says, I ain't got no word, I didn't pick nothing, you say, you got, you're a loser lose her and you walk away because because if they don't have a word you don't want to get with nobody that don't got a word that don't got a purpose for the year amen and if they do have a word if they give you some word now you got conversation for the rest of the day you know what i'm saying you got conversation that go you can talk about this forever let me tell you about my word. Let me tell you what God is doing in my life. Let me, and you learn all about that person, and God will show you if this is the green light, red light, run away. Amen? That's amazing. Come on, I gave you that for free. Say, thank you, Pastor. So I've been listening to stories from people, man. The stories have just been incredible. This past Wednesday at prayer, some of you don't know, but there's prayer every other Wednesday. Tell somebody, there's prayer every other Wednesday. And we have an awesome time together. It's a small group because, you know, some of you don't come out. And, and it's, a, it's a small, intimate group. And we, we pray together. We worship together. And then somebody will share a short word or, of, a, of encouragement to get us through the rest of the week. So this past Wednesday, Mario. How many of you know Dr. Mario? Whoa, that's pretty good, right? Dr. Mario was sharing this Wednesday night at prayer, and he was talking about going hard after God. He was talking about passionately pressing in and pursuing God, and how God was forcing him to take walks at night, you know, when, when you're tired, when, you're, when you just want to go to bed, when it's cold outside, you don't want to deal. But God was pushing him to, to take walks, and so he would take these walks and, and spending time with God. And, and so I asked him af afterwards, I said, Mario, what's your word for this year? And he said, persevering. 
So God, so so you see, of course God is drawing him out. Of course God is 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 making him step out of his comfort zone. Of course God is pulling on him. He wants Mario to persevere. Amen. In every area, that means this year there'll always be a challenge for him to persevere in. There might be some areas where he might fall short, right? Does that mean it's over? No, there's going to be some areas he might not get it right or he might just not get quite right. But the beauty of the word is that when you mess up, when you feel like quitting, his word is persevere. Look at the definition. I looked this up for myself. I don't know if this is the one you're using, but it's incredible. The definition persevere, continue in the course of action, even in the face of difficulty or with little or no prospect of success. Whoa. Whoa. That means keep going even when you don't see the end. That means, Mario, keep pressing in even when everybody else gave up. That means, Mario, even if it doesn't look like you're winning or if it doesn't look like you're going to make it, keep going. Persevere. Amen? And family, when you pray, because now you got a prayer life, right? When you pray, you can remember one more person now. You say, you know what? And give Mario strength to persevere. And, give, and when we start learning each other's words, that becomes our prayer life. And that becomes, and remember, I remember, oh man, what's that guy named Mario? Dr. Mario. Give him, give, him, give him perseverance, amen? I spoke to Kayla Mojica. Where's Kayla Mojica? She hiding? Okay. She told me I'm going to hide. And I texted her later on in the week. I said, Kayla, what's your word? And she said, the word I kept seeing was run. But I didn't want to choose that. I wanted a better word. So I kept, how many of you did that? I want a better word. I want a word that sounded more spiritual. I want a word that, that would be a little more powerful. I wanted, and so she said, I wanted a better word. But God kept with that word in my heart. And so I had to choose it, run. And so after she chose the word, I asked her, well, tell me more. What about run? And she said, well, it was just a couple of things. You know, the lady with the issue of blood. And so she was, she was referring to the story in Mark 5 and Luke 8. And I never really like, dealt with this story, and, and I just got into it this week. And, and it's an incredible story. There was a lady who found herself surrounded by a crowd who were all around Jesus. And, and Jesus was on the move. He was on the way. He was heading somewhere. Somebody had told him they wanted him to go heal their daughter because their daughter was sick or dying. And, and so he was on the way. But on the way, and, and there was a crowd. And it says the crowd pressed in on him till they were like crushing him. So, so you can imagine. This is Times Square with a ball drop. You know what I'm saying? This is, there's a crowd all around him crushing him. And so he's gone. And so this lady is there. And, and she realized that, that Jesus is only going to be here. He's only, I, I can see him right now, but he's not going to be here long. He's on the move. He's going to be gone. But now there was a problem. This lady had a sickness that she'd been struggling with for 12 years. How many of you wrestle with something for a long time? This lady had a sickness. They, the Bible refers to her as the lady with the issue of blood. She had a bleeding thing. For 12 years, that no doctor could cure her. She had already tried every remedy. No one could help her. And understand, in that culture, when a woman had, you know, her cycle thing, you know, this gets a little uncomfortable. 
This lady had this issue for 12 years. But in that culture, when a woman at that time, she was considered unclean for seven days. And so anyone that came around her also was considered unclean for seven days. This lady wasn't considered unclean for seven days. She was considered unclean for 12 years. Amen. She was considered unclean for 12 years. So that means that she couldn't be around people for 12 years. That means she couldn't go worship at the temple. She couldn't gather with people. She couldn't be where everybody else was. She, was, she had to be set apart. Can you imagine being set apart for 12 years? And wrestling and trying to find something and trying to, and nothing works. So listen, she would have been too embarrassed. She was an outcast right here. She wasn't even supposed to be there around all those people. At this point, she's an outcast. And, and she, she would have been too embarrassed to ask Jesus to heal her. Because what if Jesus said, well, what do you need me to heal? She couldn't just, you know, put that out there in front of everybody. Because people probably would have stoned her. They probably would have cast her. Because she's making everybody else unclean just by being in that group. And the only thing that she knew at that moment was that Jesus, the healer, was there. All she knew was that Jesus, the Redeemer, was right there. She could see him. Jesus, the Restorer. Jesus, the Deliverer. Jesus, the Savior. He was near her. And, and she knew that she couldn't tell him what the problem was. She knew that people around her would have, would have, you know, outcast her even more. She was making all of them unclean. But all she could think of was if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Now, the word doesn't tell us that she ran. So you say, well, what does this word have to do with run? But this is the word that God dropped on her heart. She said, you know the lady with the issue of blood. And so the word doesn't tell us that she ran, but it tells us that the crowds were crushing Jesus. So we know that she had to go faster than the crowd was going in order to catch Jesus. Oh, come on. Let's think this through with me. She had to go faster than the crowd. She had to run after Jesus. She had to disconnect from the crowd in order to connect with God. She had to disconnect from her pride. She had to disconnect from her dignity, from her sensibility. She she didn't know. Listen, she didn't know that touching his clothes was going to heal her or not. It had never been done. There was no record of anybody touching his clothes and being healed. She didn't even know that 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 could happen. She just knew. She got something. She disconnected from her doubt and connected to her faith. And she said, he don't got to lay hands on me. He don't got to speak to me. He don't have to say nothing to me. He don't. All I got to do, if I could just touch something that's touching him, I'm going to get. She connected her faith to the point. That if I could just touch him, I'll be good. I'll be well. And if, and if you know the story, she did and she was. Say praise God. She did and she was. And so, so God gave Kayla that word so that this year she'd be reminded that no matter what situation you find yourself in, Kayla. Run after God. No matter where you find yourself press in even when it seems impossible you have to go faster than the crowd is moving in order to you can meet with God amen you have to disconnect in order to connect with God some people are satisfied moving along with the crowd come on where the one five is at 
I, I don't want to stand out. They say, I, I don't want to look desperate. I don't want to look crazy. I'll just go with the crowd and just be connected. But listen, if you stay connected with the crowd, you're going you're gonna to stay disconnected from God. If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you always had. Amen? Now listen, I'm sure there were many people in that crowd that day that needed a touch from God. I'm sure there were many sick people there. I'm sure there were people with the issue of adultery. There were people with the issue of self-righteousness. There were people with the issue of faithlessness. People with the issue of backbiting. People with the issue of all kinds of sickness in that crowd touching Jesus. But the woman with the issue of blood, she reached out and she took a hold of something. And that's what made all the difference. How come every sick person that was in that crowd didn't get healed by just grabbing a hold of them? They hadn't disconnected from their doubt and connected to their faith. Amen? And so, Caleb, we're going to hold you accountable this year. We want to see you run. We're going to hold you, the whole church, everybody look that way. We want to see you running. Whenever we see you stopping, we're going to say, what's wrong? You need water? Okay, here's some water. Now go. Corre! But that wasn't it. She texted me two more stories. She said, you know, and, and, and God was showing me, you know the story about Joseph? And I said, Joseph? And she's referring to Genesis 39. And we read in Genesis 39, this is a cool little piece of a story. We read that Joseph had been put in charge of Potiphar's house, right? And we read that he worked in, in Potiphar's house and he ran the place, right? And we, we found, we read in the story that Potiphar's wife noticed that Joseph was swagalicious. It says that in your Bibles. Check it. It says, Genesis says he was handsome in form and appearance. He was swagalicious. And so, and so she, 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 the, the wife, Potiphar's wife, knew that she, she said, man, Joseph is a papi chulo. And so she would tell him, she would tell him all the time. Whenever he passed her, her room, she would say, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making him sound like a guy from the corner, right? Oh, yeah, baby, why don't you spend some time with me, baby? Come over here, you know? And he would say, no, woman, homie, don't play that. I ain't with that. No, the, the master has given me everything. The only thing I can is you, and I'm not going there, man. God is good to me. I'm walking in God. God's giving me favor here. I can have everything I want. I'm not going to have what the master told me I can't have. And so one day, it says, she, this lust kept burning in her. One day, it says she made sure everybody was out of the house. All the servants were gone. And she waited there. And remember, this is Potiphar's wife, so she had to be a hottie too. Right? It, it, you understand what I'm saying? She, Potiphar's wife, he was the head, so that means he picked the top. You know what I'm saying? So, so he, here she was. One day, she let everybody go, and she was in her Victoria's Secret joint, the best one. I mean, she had the wings and everything. <laughs> she had the whole joint you know what I'm saying she had the whole thing going on she was doing the runway and everything with the wings 
And she said, today you come in. And she grabbed a hold of him to pull him into the room. And he said, no, no, no. And he swore, Baba, and he left. He disconnected from his clothes in order to stay connected to God. It says she left, he, he left her with his clothes in her hand. Woo! Joseph disconnected in order to stay connected to God's favor. So God is saying to Kayla and to all of us, God is saying, when it comes to temptation, run! Corre! Too many of us, family, listen, we think we get a little self-righteous and we think we got a little holiness and we think we can stand and, and play in there and still be good. Married men, women, listen to me. We think we could resist and be good. We, that's the only four-letter F word that the Bible says we need to practice all the time when it comes to temptation. Flee! Flee! Amen? You're not strong enough. The word would, would tell us if you were strong enough for that. There's other things we need to stand and be firm about and stand on the word. In this one, God said, don't stand on the word. Run for, on, on the word. Run. The word says run. So you see, God could use one word. And this is what I want you to see. This is why I'm telling you these stories. Because God could use one word to give you for the year. And that word, he could say, you know, he, it says, you know, this is the word that's run. It means you got to run after me. And you got to run towards me. And then he could flip the switch and tell you. And it also means when it comes to temptation this year, you got to run. You got to run towards me all the time. But when you're running towards me, sometimes when, when it comes to temptation somewhere, you better run from that. Run far away. Amen? <coughs> People are going to try to trap you. You got to run. That's just the world we live in, right? Lastly, she said, God also wants me to see. And I'm like, man, this is one little word with a lot. Amen? This is a three-letter word with a lot of power behind it. And she's only had the word for two days at this point when I asked. She says, you know, um, also God wants me to see that word and put it in the context where we find Paul. And I said, amen. So God, God and, and, and so I, I looked up the, the, the story and in 1 Corinthians 9, it says, Paul says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Kayla, run in such a way. The word says, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last forever. Therefore, they to do it, get a crown that will not last forever. Therefore, I don't fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. So you see, she had this word for two days and God already brought all of this out from one word. Run after me, run from temptation, and run in such a way as to get the prize. Amen? See, some of you could have written down some simple little word. And you thought, all right, it's a silly exercise. Everybody's emotional. Fine, I'll go up. I'll write a word. Love. <laughs> Faith. Whoa, you know, that's going to change my life. And then when you left here, something happened at the store. 
And you was going to respond some way, and, and that word came up. Whoa. I'm, to, I'm supposed to respond in love. And something happened, and, and something happened in your life, and, so, and, some, and that word came up, and it said, whoa, whoa, you said your word was faith. So you're going to walk in that faith? And so this little, little word, all of a sudden, this little easy exercise, wrong. you got to understand that the word of God is alive and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. And so when God gives a word, it will not return void, the word says. Oh, man, this is exciting, man. I heard, you have to understand when God said light, when God spoke to the universe and he said, let there be light, the universe didn't go, eh. Eh, little word. No, the universe said, boom! Ball of fire spinning, circling, and the planets circling, and these will circle and circle it, and they'll spin and circle. I feel like the Jimmy Dean commercial, right? And they'll, they'll circle. And they'll spin, and they'll, and, and some of you, some of us think like that happened by, by the Big Bang or by evolution. Are you serious? The, doesn't, when you see the, the solar system and the way that this spins and rotates and spins, doesn't that look like a design to you? Well, if there's a design, then there's a designer. The, the stuff just doesn't just happen. Stuff, you don't just throw a bunch of stuff together and it comes out with this beautiful design. Boom, bam, ball of fire when he spoke that word. So some of you thought that little word, you know, but, but look what this little word run turned into. So listen to me. If you haven't picked your word yet, I want you to stop hesitating, stop procrastinating, stop fronting, stop faking. You know you want one. You know you need one. <laughs> Amen. So right now, I want you to ask God, give me a word right now. And before you leave today, I want you to come up here. we got to get the rocks. I think they're in the office. Come up here, grab a rock, put your, put your word on the rock, and we're going to add it to the display by next week. Right now, just so you know, right now our children, 7 to 12 years old, they're being taught this, and they're going to choose a word in their classes today. Our kids, 7 to 12, right now, they're asking God to give them a word. And they're going to come out of those rooms with purpose. They're going to come out of those rooms with a word. And they're going to come to some of you, Mom, Dad, my word is whatever, right? My word is chuleta, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, 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 and then what's the next thing they're going to ask you? What's your word? And if some of you have the nerve to tell your kids that, that oh, I didn't, that I, we, didn't, we didn't do that, you're, that's the start. You're planting a seed in them that what they teach you in that church doesn't matter. Whatever they tell you, that doesn't matter. And so if that's what you want to do, good parenting, amen. Bless God. But when they ask you, Dad, what's your word? I want you to be able to say, man, faith, growth. Dependability, structure, stability. Amen? I want you to be able to give something and then be able to explain it to them in their language so they could, so they could understand the power behind your word. Amen? So here's what we did. We set up an email, one word at sanctuaryfellowship.org. I want you to send me your words. Send me your emails. Write it out because when we write something out, we make the vision plain. Amen? So write out your words. Send them to me at one word at sanctuaryfellowship.org. Say praise God. Okay, on, on to other business because it's getting late. 
Those of you that started with us since the fifth, you know all too well that today is what? The last day. It is the last day. People are giving me fist pumps in the whole nine over there. It's the last day of our devotionals. It's the last day of our digital disconnections. It's the last day of our fast. At the start of this year, just so you understand, we started something, and I want to encourage you to make it. Worship team, you guys can come up right now. At the start of this year, we started something, man, and we we said for 15 days, we're going to disconnect digitally. For 15 days, we're going to fast one meal a day. So we've been fasting one meal a day. That means we've been denying ourselves one meal. We made the decision to take the time that we would normally feed ourselves food and use that time to deny the flesh and to feed the spirit. Now understand, now when you have to make big decisions and you got to go through some big issues and you're feeling disconnected from God, by yourself, declare a fast. See, we, we did this not so that we did this so that we can move forward so that God could teach us things, but it's also an equipping for us, for, for all of us, so that now when you face something, when you're going through a hard thing, when you're having some decisions, when you feel totally disconnected from God, personally, that means you don't post it on Facebook, you don't Instagram it, you don't tell the the Bible says keep yourself clean like you eat it. The Bible says don't look hungry. Even when you're hungry. If you want to run your job telling everybody, oh, fasting. It's so hard. Fasting is so difficult. Yeah, I'm fasting because I'm a Christian. Not a heathen like you. If you want to, the Bible says if we told everybody like that, that means you got your own reward. People already said, wow, you're spiritual. And that was the reward. If that's what you wanted, you got it. That's not what I want. Amen. I want to I wanna fast so I can disconnect from the world and connect to God. And so, so when, you, when you go through things, you, you need to understand that now you, you, it's, it's, a, it's something that you've learned. It's something that you can do. And you can say, you know what? Next, next week I'm going to pick one day. I'm going to fast the day. The day. Uh-oh. I'm going to take two days and fast the days both days just because I want to disconnect I need to break a habit in my life I need to break something in my life I need to disconnect so I can connect with God amen some of us have been reading along with each other how many of you have been reading the devotional but amen look at that guess what just because the demo the devotional ended doesn't mean you stop pick go right to you version pick another devotional it's important to be in that habit. You've already created a habit for 15 days. Continue the habit. Choose a devotion. Continue to, however you did this during this time, continue to do it. Continue to take 5, 10 minutes to, to just read something that would encourage you, to read something that would strengthen you. Amen? So stay in the habit. Many of us added a digital fast to this time as well. How many of you have been off Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter? Say, praise God! <coughs> Did anyone realize how much time we waste? Did it, did it impact anybody to say, Oh my God, I get so much more work done at work now? 
Oh my God, I'm like talking to my family now because I can't be on here all day. How many of you have been to restaurants and you see all six people at the table all like this? Six people having a round table, but to have time that could be discussion, that could be love, that could be building, that could be encouraging. And all six, I see them. The father, the mother, the three kids, everybody. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Selfie. That's usually the mother or the father. Selfie, spending time with the family. No, I'm not. Amen. Have you realized have you realized how the hours pass and the only thing that we've accomplished is 24 likes, two friends, a poke, and three retweets? Did anyone realize how much we live for the likes? Come on, some of us got a real issue here. We live, we post something, and we check it every four minutes, see how many likes we got. Like, what is that like gonna do for you? But we live for that like, don't we? So listen, here's my encouragement to you. Don't just go back the same way. You, you already broke something. There's power in the prayer. There's power in the fasting. There's power in the setting ourselves apart for a purpose. So here's, here's what I suggest. Purposefully take one day off of social media. Give yourself a digital Sabbath one day a week some of you say oh you you be religious now you're too radical give yourself one day a week where you say i'm gonna disconnect no facebook no instagram no twitter and that one day i'm gonna disconnect from facebook instagram and twitter and i'm gonna connect to my family i'm gonna connect to how about we connect to some real friends some of us got four thousand friends on facebook they ain't your friends come on can I, can I break it to you? Those are not your friends. If you had a flat tire or you needed a ride from Brooklyn to Jersey, how many of those 4,000 friends can you call and they'll pick you up? So those three that you have, why don't we invest in them in real life? Right? Spend time with them. Have fellowship with them. Have fun with them. Isn't it more fun to go out with friends than just to be on here with friends? Like we've lost that connection with people, amen? Disconnect to connect. Invest in your real friends. There's a, there's a closeness that you can feel when you align yourself with the people of God, with the things of God, and with the plans of God. Prayer, listen, listen. Prayer connects you with God. Fasting, anything, disconnects you from the world. So those are two tools you need to take. Prayer connects me with God. Fasting denying myself stuff of the flesh fasting disconnects me from the world sometimes you got to disconnect in order to connect amen we need to be in alignment for our assignment somebody say praise God I want you to to show you Reuben came in thank you Reuben Reuben's been working hard he's been making our displays and so we got a bunch of them that are gonna be because we had like 200 rocks last last week and so, what's so powerful about this is that our words are, are, are on the rock and now they're cemented together. 
So it's such an awesome thing. That means your purpose and my purpose is cemented together and we're invested in each other to go forward together. Amen. I'm so scared to drop this and break it because it'll be a bad illustration. So I'm going to put it down. But by next week, we'll see all of our words. And so I encourage you, when you come in, find it. Find it on the wall so that every time you pass it and go, you look on the wall and you find your word and you know, there's my word balance. This week, I got to stay balanced. Praise God. So as we close in worship, honestly, family, I just want to tell you that I'm humbled. I'm humbled that so many of you would be willing to take a step and to, to step outside of just Sunday worship. I know for a long time, you know, people have this thing in their minds. As long as I get to church, I do my spiritual thing, you know. I meet the requirement. I meet the quota. I made it to church. I can tell everybody, yeah, I went to church. You could get your wife off your back, your husband off your back, whatever, you know. I went to church, didn't I? But I'm humbled that so many of you became the church. And I love doing church with you guys, man. I love doing church. I love being church with you guys. I'm honored to be one of the voices that God can use to shape and build community here. I'm honored that that, that you listen. I'm honored that you hear. I'm honored that you take it in and that you walk it out. And so I'm excited this year. And that's honestly, I can tell you, that's the best birthday present I could have. It's to have all of you this year building community together. I think that's amazing. So listen, let us just bow our heads in prayer for a second. As we close in worship, I just want to encourage you, if you haven't put your word down on a rock, pray right now and ask. If you already have your word, feel free to step right up right now. Come right to the front. Put your word on a rock and throw it in that basket. If you need to spend a little more time in prayer as we worship for a few moments, please go ahead and do that. Listen to me, if you're here today, if you've never done something like that, if you've never even considered yourself a Christian, and you feel today that God is drawing you, I want you to come up and just stay up here with us too and let us pray together. Praise God. Grab a rock. 